Rebound for Eichel. Dropped it in front. Shot. Score! Dorofiev! Two goals! Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. The horn sounds and this game is over. The race for the Pacific Division is over and the race for Western Conference supremacy is over. The Golden Knights are number one in the Western Conference for the first time in franchise history. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas, Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet, Fox Sports, Las Vegas Studios, Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... I told everybody, Tuesday night, that A, Mark Stone would be just fine, and B, you cannot judge a series based solely on one game. And the Golden Knights gave us an understanding of why that's the case last night. It was an epic, epic evening for the Vegas Golden Knights as they score five on Connor Hellebuck to get back into the series one-to-one between the Golden Knights and the Winnipeg Jets. They head now to Winnipeg, and that's where Darren Millar is trying to get. So no Mallard today. Maybe he'll pop on a little bit later, but he's doing his level best dealing with travel all day today to get himself to Winnipeg for Game 3 along with the Vegas Golden Knights. Game 3 tomorrow, 1 p.m. It's going to be absolutely fantastic to see how the Golden Knights carry over what they did in the second period and the third period into Games 3 and Game 4 in Winnipeg over the weekend. But for now, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to break tradition on this program right now. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We're going to open up the phone lines because as is customary, I feel, when you're dealing with a playoff series, when the games don't go your way in game number one, but it does go your way in game number two, I think it's important to hear from the fans, hear from the listeners, and this is what I want to do specifically. I want you to partake in game ratings. The Golden Knights beat the Winnipeg Jets 5-2 to last night. Mark Stone comes back into the lineup. It's his second game in three months. He scores two goals, has an assist. It's a three-point period for Mark Stone. The assist is on the game-winning goal. The captain is back for this Golden Knights hockey team. Jack Eichel, his first career NHL playoff goal. And then you've got Loren Brossois with his first career NHL playoff win. There's so many storylines. There's so much that went right last night for the Vegas Golden Knights that we want to hear from you. Chris Chapman and I want to hear from you. So we're opening up the phone lines. 702-876-1340, and this is what we're going to do. When we bring you on, I'm going to ask for your game rating. If you're unfamiliar with the game rating system, this is what it is. A 1 out of 5 is an AMC Pacer. A 2 out of 5 is a Station Wagon. A 3 out of 5 is a Humvee. 4 out of 5 is a Trans Am, and 5 out of 5 is the DeLorean. It's your opportunity to call in and give us your game rating on the game last night. And once you've done that, we can talk about anything else you want to talk about around and surrounding this Vegas Golden Knights hockey team. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's bring on Rick. Hey, Rick, how you doing? 
Doing great, guys. Feeling good, too. How about you? Oh, we're doing fantastic. We're really excited about, obviously, how the Golden Knights played last night, evening up the series. But let's get right into it. Give me your game rating. What did you think of the Golden Knights' performance last night? I thought it was between the Trans Am. I think like a four and a half, only because of the first period. But then when they got their legs under them, it seemed like they realized it's going to take this much effort, which I heard the announcers saying, this is why it's so hard to win the Stanley Cup. Because you have to play a thousand percent every single second you're on the ice, or else you let your teammates down. And it seems like they did that. And I'll say for Mark Stone to come back and do that, he's got my undying love. I was a little disappointed after the first game, but I understood why. But now I was worried. I'm not worried at all because I think they got to understand that this is how they're going to have to play to win. I think they got all the tools, and the defense is amazing. So they just got to buy into Bruce, and they're there. Yeah, I, I think you're you're right on the money there. It, it certainly wasn't the best first period from the Golden Knights. Opening 20 minutes kind of seemed like a continuation for me of what happened in game number one, but they were able to regroup in the intermission, and they found their game. And you know what? You're absolutely right. Every single inch of ice is contested. Every single puck, you got to battle like it's the last puck you're going to battle for. And I think the Golden Knights brought that intensity, and they were paced by their captain. Anything else you want to get to in terms of this Golden Knights team and this first-round matchup against the Winnipeg Jets? I just want to comment on you guys. I'm from back east. I'm from Philly, so I'm glad to be out here 35 years and finally get a real team that's our team, didn't move from anywhere else. That's why it's easy to root for these guys. You know, they didn't move. They came. They were born here in Vegas. And I want to say thanks for you guys to to help us understand, well, help hockey fans understand a little more. There's not much media out here for hockey besides you guys. So we, us hockey diehards do appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for the call, Rick. Really appreciate that. Chapman, he, he's talking about you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, he's speaking my language. You know, Philadelphia, I didn't grow up too far from there. Uh, not Didn't grow up a Flyer fan, though, but uh, used to go to Flyer games when I was a kid. Funny, <laughs> funny thing is, I actually saw Golden Knights coach, goalie coach Sean Burke, play for the Hartford Whalers against mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Flyers when I was a kid. So, uh, yeah, I remember going going to the Spectrum with my uncle and... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome, you know, to, to be a part of this. And, and, you know, I know guys like Rick, they appreciate the sport, but they're also people like him are helping to grow the sport because, you know, their neighbors or, you know, coworkers, they may not be too familiar with the sport, but guys like Rick from the East Coast, they're definitely ingrained in it. And, and you know, it's not just you and I, it's people like him who are helping grow the sport among among the Valley. So Rick goes with a four out of five. Rick is going trans am. I wonder where our next caller is going to go. Let's go to line number two. 702-876-1340 is the number. Mike, you're on. How you doing, bud? Well, thank you. I've never had a chance to participate in this exercise, and it was nice to hear from a Broad Street bully himself from 35 years ago in Philly. That's fantastic. Now, here's where I'm going to call it. I'm going to flip the coin, and I'm going to call it a late model Humvee. And the reason it is a step below a Trans Am, is twofold. Number one, I feel that the Golden Knights have been outplayed in four of the six periods. I don't know that you could argue that point a lot. Four of the six means two-thirds of the time the VGK has been the worst of the two teams. So that scares me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Number two, 
how would everybody feel if we had split at Winnipeg and were coming home for games three and four? Would it change your attitude? Yeah, it would for sure. Because you go on the road, you get the split. That's what you're. That's what you're working for in games two, one and two when you're when you're the road team. So you'll take a split all day long. You, it's not preferred, obviously, to get the split when you're at home and have to go now on the road. But you know, for the Golden Knights, I think you look at it kind of the same way that the Winnipeg Jets were looking at games one and two. You want to go to Winnipeg. You want to get the split and come back with an opportunity to take a commanding lead in game number five. Is it fair to say that the BGK has not dominated in four of the six periods? No, they 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 were have been outplayed in four of the six. You're, you're right on the money, but when you kind of look at it and you break it down from that perspective, yes, the Golden Knights have been outplayed for longer stretches inside of this series, but the series is also tied one to one and. I was encouraged by a lot of the things that they did in the second and third period. They were disrupting a lot of what the Winnipeg Jets were so good at over the first four periods of the series. They were able to break out clean. That went away in the second and third period. And when the Golden Knights were disrupting the breakouts of the Jets, they were hemming them in. They were making really strong plays. Their defensemen were were pretty active in, in keeping pucks alive in the offensive zone. And it really started, in my estimation, to wear down the Winnipeg Jets. And even more troublesome if you're a Jets fan, it took the talented players, the the Pierre-Luc Dubois, the Mark Scheifele's, the Blake Wheelers, those guys, it, it, it became very apparent to them that it was going to be hard, and they didn't want any bit of that. They didn't want to play a harder type of game, and I think that that bodes well for the Golden Knights moving forward. By the way, I'd be happy to trade in my Humvee for a Trans Am at about 4 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Um, anything else you got for us, Mike? No, nope, uh, let's let uh, everybody have a shot at this. All right, fantastic. Thanks for the call, Mike. 702-876-1340. We are going for game ratings. You know our rating system. It was something that Millard really, really took control of this season. One out of five is an AMC Pacer. Two is a Station Wagon. Three, a Humvee. Four, a Trans Am. And the Coup de Gras, a five out of five, is the DeLorean. And, you know, Mike goes three out of five. Rick went four out of five. I, I'm seeing a little bit of discourse here. Gilda yeah. Jester saying that it's it's a five or a one. It's the playoffs, right? It's a five or a one. Um we have not gotten into our game ratings. We're going to do this after this exercise with you, our listeners, because I'm very curious to see how Chris Chapman viewed last night's game. I have my own opinions about last night's game, but this is, you know, interesting. Like, Chapman, where are you at right now? Don't give me your rating. Hold, I don't want to hear Ryan. your rating right I, now, but do you feel I, like... Yeah, um, I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know if I subscribe to the... Like, the way I'm looking at it, I don't really care who dominated periods one through three in game one. I'm more focused on what happened last night and who sure. was the better team overall. And, I mean, I, I my, my thinking is if we were doing, like, two games together, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I could see a three. I'm, I I mean, I like the direction Rick was going. It's, it's in between a four and a five, but... You know, I mean, I, I mm-hmm. I'm not going to give anything away, but I I I I don't care about game one. To me, game one is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you, Chapman. I I don't know that you you worry too much. 
I didn't like the Golden Knights' first period last night. I'll be very, very clear on that. I did not think that they had um, the energy where it needed to be, especially on the heels of that loss in game number one. But I also think you look at it from a pretty pretty pragmatic perspective, and the Golden Knights, they found their game in, in the second period and the third period, and when they did... It was the Winnipeg Jets that looked tired and looked slow and were unable to keep up with what Vegas was doing. A lot of it, again, comes from Mark Stone. Jack Eichel comes in with a big goal. Uh, But William Carlson was the driver, and we're going to get a little bit more specific into William Carlson and just the type of postseason that he's having right now. 702-876-1340. It is your opportunity to bring your game rating for last night's 5-2 victory over the Winnipeg Jets. 702-876-1340. Heading back out to the phone lines, we bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? I'm great. Oh, we're great. Always. So um, I uh, would have to go with a very, very good-looking Trans Am. Like, it just got a new paint job. It's got the wheels all shined. Like, it's a really good-looking Trans Am. Anything painted on the hood? I'm sure it's got some racing stripes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, like, you can't just forget about the first period. Like, it was part of this game. I I can very easily forget about game one. That was awful. It was horrible. Like, I don't Mm want to think about game one. Um, But the first period was still part of this game, and it still existed. But I think that seeing the transition of how they started that game, how they built it up in the second period, and then that coup de gras of the third period, you see what they were working Mm -hmm. towards. They worked towards being the team that we know they are. And they got there. Mark Stone got into it. Um, William Carlson has been fantastic both games, but especially last game, too. Uh, So it's exactly what you want to see. Like, if they're going to have a bad period, you want to see them grow from it. And they absolutely did. And I know that, uh, that, you know, it's known that it's uh, hard to go up and play in Winnipeg because they have the whiteout and they, you know, have a big fan base before them. But we've seen them in Winnipeg before. We've done it during the playoffs. We can do it again. Like, I'm not worried about that at all. How much did the performance last night change maybe your initial impressions of what the series was going to be after game one? I think that seeing them respond, right, to going out Mm -hmm. and having that first period and being like, oh my gosh, is this really what this series is going to be? And seeing how they responded in the second and the third and seeing this is the team that they can be definitely gave me a lot. Like, uh, I don't even know what the right word is for it because it's not like I I feel like I ever feel like, oh, the team is out of it, we're going to lose, there's no hope. But Mm -hmm. it definitely reinforced, like, this is a good team. We know they're a good team. We watched them play 82 games this year and prove that they were the best team in the West, and they are going to be that team in the playoffs. Who was, the, who was, in your estimation, the most impressive player last night for the Golden Knights? Um, ooh. I mean, that's kind of hard because I, I think if you look at both games, William Carlson has been a, just a driving force. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the captain putting in two, get in two goals, in his second game back after a back surgery less than, what, like less than 80 days ago or something, 
um, that's mm-hmm. real hard to to ignore. Yeah, I I think that's that's great stuff, Stephanie. Anything else for us? You got? No, can't wait for the game tomorrow. Can't wait to uh, see some more big wins. All right, fantastic stuff. Thanks for the call, Stephanie. 702-876-1340. That's the number. It's your opportunity to join us here on the VGK Insider Show and give us your official game rating for last night, a 5-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. Mark Stone, two goals and an assist. Jack Eichel, first career NHL playoff goal. Tons to be excited about. Tons to love. It was just a great night all the way around for the Vegas Golden Knights as they even up the series against the Winnipeg Jets. 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines. Bring in Rita. Hey, Rita. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. First of all, Mike needs to know we deal in DeLoreans here. We don't take trade-ins. Um... (laughs) <laughs> it's a DeLorean all the way. Our captain broke out after he took so much guff on Monday, or uh, after Tuesday's game. Jack Eichel gets his first career playoff game. We're going into Winnipeg with a split instead of down. I, I, there's no way you can. I don't care about the damn first period. Oh, sorry, Chappie. Um, well, damn is okay. You're, you're good. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a DeLorean. They worked so hard those last few. They knew what was on the line. And now all we got to do is pick up two in Winnipeg. And I don't care about the whiteout, Stephanie. I love you. But our dragon's just going to melt that snow with his fire. We got it. <laughs> oh, just fantastic awesome. stuff, Rita. Yes. Thanks for the call. Five out, of, five out of five. Like, I'm not surprised at all that Rita's our first five out of five. I'm not surprised that Rita's our first DeLorean. Like, if you're looking at Positivity Alley, Rita is the governor. She is the the person that really does stand above the rest when it comes to being positive with this Golden Knights team. So fantastic stuff. Full marks there, Rita. And she touched on a lot of the things, right? You get Mark Stone coming back. And he has a big, big game. You can see the timing really start to get back into his game, where to be, how to find those pockets, how to make impacts. Um, and then Jack Eichel, like the, the, the toughest one is to get that first playoff goal, right? Now he's got it under his belt. I thought he was certainly better in game number two than he was in game number one. And if he's able to continue that growth trajectory, I think Jack Eichel is going to be really, really good for this Golden Knights team with more playoff experience. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Charlie. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? Hey, how you doing, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. What's your game rating, buddy? I, I've got to say, it's a five, and this is why. The fans have been waiting for Mark Stone to have a game like that for two years. That Minnesota series, that Colorado series, it's been a while. And for him to come out like that, that really shows me that he's on the right track and the whole team's behind him. You know, let me ask you, do you feel like this is just kind of scratching the surface for Mark. Now he's fully healthy. He, he's got, you know, I don't want to say rest because when you're rehabbing an injury, I don't feel like that's rest, but Mark Stone's body's in a different spot right now. 
and he doesn't have maybe the mileage that you would have over the course of a full 82-game season, do you feel like Mark is just kind of scratching the surface of how impactful he's going to be this postseason? Well, I think that's a given, Ryan, because he obviously hasn't been in the lineup for a long time. But if he can bring that game in the playoffs, like I said, in the playoffs when he's dynamite, it's magical. You can Mm. feel it, and I felt it last night. All right, thanks for the calls, Charlie. Five out of five from Charlie. So we've got two DeLoreans. We've got two Trans Ams, and Mike stands alone at this point right now with a Humvee, though I think that when we get when we next hear from Mike, and then it'll probably be tomorrow, uh, he'll he'll nudge that uh, that rating up a little bit. 702-876-1340, that's the number. We're heading out to the phone lines. We want to hear from you. Your game rating last night from a 5-2 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights over the Winnipeg Jets to even up the first-round matchup at one game apiece. Todd, you're on. How you doing? Good, and you guys? I'm good, man. Thanks. Oh, we're great. Hey, i got to say one thing. Darren takes the cake of Positivity Alley. Rita might be second, but Darren is definitely Mr. Positivity <laughs> Alley. Yeah, he... he well, well he in terms of it, this so. show, yeah. All right, so I give it a four. A Trans Am because 0 for 7 in two games on the power play is going to come back to haunt him again just mm-hmm. like every year. they got to figure out the power play. Well, oh, I, I think that's a fair Yeah, criticism. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I'm I'm on board with that. I, I think you're right. It, it, I mean, it was great to see. Stone what do you want to see them do? I I thought the first game. I thought it might have been a mistake putting him in and messing with the chemistry of the team because they won without him. But if he last mm-hmm. night was a lot better, and I expect him to get better as so every it, game goes on. But they have this team in for terms some of the reason, power play. and all the years of his existence cannot figure out the power play. And eventually, that's going to so, come Todd, back. So, Todd, let me Todd, let me ask you this question. All right, because we're we're talking about the power play, we're talking about Mark Stone, and and in my estimation, those two things go hand in hand. Because earlier this season, the Golden Knights had an absolutely fantastic stretch, about thirty two, thirty three percent on the power play over a ten to twelve game stretch in the month of December, and a big reason for that was Mark Stone. So, I know that it's early. Mark's only played two games in the last three months, but I do think that Mark being in the lineup will eventually get the Golden Knights power play to start at least being more dangerous, more consistently. Uh, do you do you have any optimism that the Golden Knights power play is going to get better, or are you just looking at it and saying, okay, 0 for 7 in the first two games, that's just what well, it's going to be with no room for improvement? Well, they could maybe improve, but one guy out of... 10 can't just turn around the power play. There's two units, five guys on each Oh, I, dis- I disagree. Right? One I disagree. guy is going to turn with, around with, No, 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 no. I disagree. Well, I absolutely disagree. I think Mark oh, Stone oh will. for seven so far. Well, he, so we'll see. I hope I'm he's wrong. Had, he's had we'll two see. games. Not just Mark oh, thanks Stone, for the, call, the team Todd. in general. Uh, you can't, I'm not just talking about Mark well, Stone in the power play. I'm talking about the team in the power play. No. If no, Mark no, no, no. We're talking about can one guy make a difference? Two games, they still are in the same position. 
Right, but if what I'm talking about, and Todd, thanks for the call. What I'm talking about is Mark Stone's ability, where he lines up on the power play, and the options that he creates. Once time is back where it needs to be for Mark, once all the rust is shaking off, once he's had the ability to play in these games, to to adjust to the timing, all of that stuff, I think you're going to start to see some plays connect. And like, listen, I get that the Golden Knights went 0 for 4 on the power play last night. I do, but there were numerous chances, numerous chances. And and this is maybe a, a natural breaking point, Chapman. And I want to get your thoughts on this too as, after I, I, I talk about it. But like, the Golden Knights more or less scored a power play goal last night. And and I know I know that this is going to be me kind of filling in for the Darren Millard positivity alley proxy and like I don't really care. Connor Hellebuck made an absolutely ridiculous save. I mean, a ridiculous I I've I watched it live. I've watched it in, on replay. I still don't understand how he was able to keep his glove to a point where initially you don't call it a goal on the ice and you just don't have anything credible to overturn it. But Connor Hellebuck absolutely robbed Chandler Stevenson's one-timer that was plastered for the back of the net. And that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I get the overall number says 0 for 7. I I do. I understand that. But the Golden Knights created... A lot of dangerous looks last night on the power play. And even though they didn't score, there was improvement from Game 1 to Game 2. Because in Game 1, the Golden Knights had power play opportunities at crucial moments. Right after William Carlson scored, the Golden Knights had a power play. And what happened? All the momentum from the game. Yeah. Winnipeg Jets didn't even allow the Golden Knights to get set up, right? And then you look at what they were able to do last night. It did not suck momentum. It actually helped the Golden Knights build momentum. They did find seams. They did find dangerous chances. And I do think that the Golden Knights' power play is on the verge of breaking out. What say you, Chapman? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, the save you're talking about is is one of those ones where we're, we're all still, and I'm sure the Golden Knights are scratching their head trying to figure out how, how Hellebuck kept it out, but I believe they hit him in the mask on the power play too, right? There was a stoppage. He got, he was bloody. He yep. had to go to the bench. So they they already mm-hmm. on the first power play of the night they had already created more shots than they had in all three power plays on Tuesday night, right? What did they have? One shot on the power play on Tuesday night. They had mm-hmm. two the first time they they got on the ice for the power play. I don't look at the power play as much as as the power play. I look at special teams as a whole. And the way I look at it, yeah, they gave up a power play goal, but killing that four on three was just as mm-hmm. big as scoring a goal on a power play in the the way I'm looking at it. And maybe I shouldn't do that, right? Like maybe yeah, I, I, I need to separate them, but no. I look at special teams as a whole. And the Golden Knights special teams mm-hmm. was pretty good last night. You know, it's funny because I don't necessarily care about the overall percentages, right? Like, I know that the Winnipeg Jets percentage right now on the power play, what are they, two out of five? So they, 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 they're they operating at a pretty good clip, almost 50%. But, like, I don't view it that way. I don't really care about percentages. I care about moments. I care about situations when it comes to the power play. And, again, I, I don't always need to see a goal. I just need to see a continuation of what brought you to that moment. The Golden Knights, the way that they drew penalties last night, too, was also something that I enjoyed seeing. Jack Eichel attacking the middle of the ice on two uh, two occasions. 
is really is something that you want to continue to see as we get deeper and deeper into the playoffs. But the fact of the matter is, the Golden Knights, in many ways, in game number one, lost control of the game because their power play did them a disservice. That was not the case last night. They did create opportunities. They were right on the cusp of finding the back of the net there. And you know what? I would rather, like, if you look at it right now, it's a wash, right? It's a 1-1 one, a one, one series. The Winnipeg Jets have two power play goals so far in the series. I want the Golden Knights power play goals, if they come in this series, to be more impactful than Adam Lowry scoring in garbage time in game number one and the Winnipeg Jets getting a power play goal in a game that they lose. Yeah, I like I said, I, I mean, the, the percentages are what they are, but... I think what what we want to see is a progression, and I think as Mark Stone, right? He he he's now obviously he's feeling a lot better than he was Tuesday night. You know he, that that third period showed. I I mean I don't I don't want to just say he's back, but he's certainly a lot closer than he was just a couple nights ago. Um, you know, and and I think as as he's out there more, we're going to see more and more from the power play. Look, I mean they didn't score last night, but. It looked a lot better than it did on Tuesday night, and and that's something that I I look at and I say, you know what, they they, mm. they did they did what they needed to do, and more importantly, they won the game. Like that's that's ultimately all that matters is yep. that they won the game. Like I don't care if they went zero for seven right, on the power play, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like the the Winnipeg Jets have, like I just said, they scored two power play goals in the series. One is Adam Lowry in garbage time in game number one that doesn't impact the actual outcome of the game in any way, shape, or form. And the other power play goal that the Winnipeg Jets got comes in a losing effort. So when the Golden Knights score a power play goal in the series, my hope in that moment is that it's not wasted on a losing effort like the Winnipeg Jets power play goal was yesterday, that it leads to a a really good result for the Golden Knights, and hopefully it happens as early as game number three tomorrow at 1 p.m. Let's go out to our final caller of the day, Keith. Hey, Keith, how you doing? Hey, guys. Uh, initially, at the end of the game, I gave it a humby. I just... Uh, and then when I woke up this morning, I thought about it, and it was a DeLorean. And then when I gave it a lot of deep thought, nah, it's a Trans Am. There's no way it could be more or less. Um, and the reason being, because first period, you you keep coming out like that in the first period. I don't care how good of a team you are, when it, you're going to lose games. You cannot continue to come yeah. out in the first period and part, just stink up the place, especially at home. When you got the fans behind, and thank God the fans are, because if they were on the road, they might have fell apart at that time. Maybe, I don't know. And the other thing is, regardless of whether they score or not on power plays, power plays are going to play part of how far they advance, because you have to score. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you got the opportunities or whatever. Baseball, we had bases loaded six times in the game. We didn't score right. That's going to catch up to you. Even though we had good chances, if you don't score on them, it's going to come back to bite you. Mark Stone, my, I'm going to tip my hat to him. Thank God he's back. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, how far along he is, but he showed to me yesterday that he's one of the, he deserves to be a captain of this team. I just hope that they continue to progress and do not regress or stay stagnant because if not, it's not going to be a very happy ending of the season. 
do you still like the Golden Knights in this series? Yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, I uh, yeah, but I don't think it's going to be when everybody was saying Otter going to win in five or where. No, wait a minute. No, hold on. Slow down. Slow down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah. saying six, maybe yeah, seven. I just what I does my, but I like them in the series, and it's one one. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Where it's, but yeah, I do like them in the series. But even if they progress from this, if they do not improve first period, power play, third, the special teams other than the power play is awesome. I, I And, well, one other thing, you, the turnovers, some of the turnovers are ah, scratching my head. But, no, I love Go Knights Go, man. All right, great stuff, Keith. Thanks for the call. Um so only a couple of five out of fives, only a couple of full-fledged DeLoreans. I, I think that we can certainly pencil in Darren Millard as a DeLorean in, in this situation. Um, I, I do think Keith touched on a couple of things. The start of the games for the Golden Knights certainly has, it, that has to improve. Power play, we, we've talked about for sure, that needs to improve. Um, and there are certainly areas where the Golden Knights can be better in this series, but you know, I, I look at it from this perspective. This has been a great road team all season long. I think they started to figure some things out about the Winnipeg Jets last night. And with all that being said, I'm interested to see how the Golden Knights carry over. If you believe in momentum from game to game, this would be the opportunity for the Golden Knights to carry that momentum into game number three tomorrow at 1 p.m. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, Chapman and I, we're going to give you our game ratings for last night's 5-2 victory by the Vegas Golden Knights over the Winnipeg Jets. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Rolling along here on a Friday, VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman. Darren Millard is on his way, en route, as they say, to Winnipeg. Um, He's somewhere uh, lost in the Pacific Northwest, I I guess, at at the moment. But Darren Millard, um, you know, safe travels. And I I told him this yesterday, I said, safe travels for you. Hopefully you get to Winnipeg, um, you know, as as quickly as possible with as little stress as possible and if you do follow Darren Millard on Instagram uh it it seems he might be a little stressed out what say you Chapman yeah his uh his storyline started out happy hey I wonder if we're gonna see my friend (laughs) oh there's a dog sitting next to me there's a dog hanging out with me there's a dog to oh boy uh here we go this isn't good it's like it's like that it's like that long day of travel face, right? Like at some point in time, like you're super excited, you get ready to go, you're on your way, you're doing your thing, and then all of a sudden, like at some point during the day, you just become over it, and it, it's happened to Darren. Yeah, Sadly, you know, the, we can the, report that it's happened to Darren. The funny thing is, I, 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 I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed that that I didn't go, right? Because it's like it's fun, you get to go on the road, and Winnipeg is a great atmosphere to see a game. But then when, when I think about the travel and how difficult it is to get there, like talking to other members of the media, they're like, yeah, I got to go to San Francisco and then then to uh, Vancouver and I have a five-hour layover in Vancouver. And then, or, or other guys like, yeah, our flight leaves at 1 a.m. on Friday morning and we're flying to Minneapolis where we've got five hours. And I'm like, yeah, I remember trying to get to Winnipeg that first time and my flight was from here to Calgary 
And I had a seven-hour layover in Calgary overnight, and it was the first time I ever drank a cup of coffee, believe it or not. And I found a Sopranos wow. pinball machine at the Calgary airport. So, of course, <laughs> being, the, being the New Jersey guy I am, I had to spend a few quarters playing Sopranos pinball. I hope it's still there. Like I, One day I want to go back to the Calgary airport, and I want to play that pinball machine yeah. again because it was the coolest thing. Did you get the high score? No, no, I'm terrible at pinball. You know, we we, we had our <laughs> we had our company party at Diversion Amusements this year, and I had never been there. That place is incredible. Like they they had so many cool games, and we got to play them for free. And they had a ton of pinball machines, and then they had the old school like sit down tabletop game where you could play like Galaga or Mrs. Pac Man. I don't know why I went to Mrs. Pac Man over regular Pac Man, but uh, they had like Donkey Kong and and Mr. Do, which I'm I'm I love Mr. Do. Like I did set the high score on Mr. Do at Diversion Amusements. <laughs> but, I have no idea what Mr. Do is. I have no clue. You, like you, you, you might as well be speaking a different language. You're like a little guy, and and like I I, I don't know if you're underground, but it's almost like you dig holes, and you have to get all the cherries. <laughs> And you have like okay. a, a weapon, but the weapon is like a bouncy ball that you throw. Mr. Dew is a clown, and he throws like a bouncy ball, and he has oh. these goblins and stuff that try to chase him. But when you dig uh-huh. underneath these giant apples, they'll fall down, so you could trick the goblins or whatever the hell those things are that are chasing you, and you you, mm-hmm. you, you dig the yeah. hole under the apple, and it'll fall and crush the, the, um, the, the, the guys that are chasing you. So it, it's kind of a fun game, but early 80s. And I worked in an arcade growing up, so for me it was it was I used to play that every night. So I I, I was always really good at it. But yeah, I I, I love that stuff. That sounds absolutely horrifying. <laughs> Come on, man! You, you never you never want to. <laughs> you're playing as a you're a clown underground. Like, yes. What, what yes. is this? Yes, you're you're an underground That's clown. Horrifying, yes. and, and you have like a ball. <laughs> okay. And you throw the ball, and the ball will blow the monsters up, and or, or you can crush them with mm-hmm. apples. It's great. So were they just like not allowed to call the game it? I, I probably not. It probably because I believe it came out okay. after the movie. It's but you're not like a scary looking clown. Like like you look like a circus yeah. clown. Chapman, Chapman. No, 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 no. All clowns are scary. <laughs> can't Period. Sleep. Can't sleep. Clown Period. There, there's there is no debating this. Every single clown in the history of clowns is a scary clown. Every single one. <laughs> Come of them. on, man. It's not that bad. Clowns are awesome. No, no, I like I I'm not like afraid of clowns. I just accept that they are inherently scary. They're just they're they're horrifying. They can be clowns a bit are creepy. horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into our game ratings. Thanks so much to everybody that called in. Segment number one gave us their opinion on what they would rate the Golden Knights five two victory over the Winnipeg Jets last night. But hit the stinger, Chapman. Let's do our game ratings. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Bear with me, Marty. All your questions will be answered. Roll yeah. tape. All right. Go ahead, Chapman. All right. For me, this is simple. Did they win or did they lose? They won. <laughs> they won game two in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't care what they did on the power play. I don't care what they did in other facets of the game. They won a playoff game. They even the series with the Winnipeg Jets. It's a five. Like, like... I. The little things that that I would focus on during the regular season, they don't matter. 
They don't matter. All that matters at this time of year is did you win or did you lose? They won. It's a five. All right. Five out of five from Chris Chapman. Did they win? Did they lose? I am a process guy all the way, right? Like we've talked about this. It's kind of a running joke. It's a gag. It's a bit, whatever you want to call it on the program. But I am a process guy. I'm such a process guy, Chapman, that I talked about how nice it was to see Jack Eichel back check in a preseason game. That's how ingrained I am in the process. I don't care about the process, though. The process doesn't matter. Like It, it matters in the, in the context of the Golden Knights have to improve in these areas. They've got to get better at this and that. And if they do, more of the results will follow. But in terms of playoff games, in terms of viewing these types of things, in terms of what you get when you are trying to rate what is or isn't in a playoff situation, the only thing that matters is whether or not you win the game. You can play a terrible game. And I'm not saying the Golden Knights did that. They did not play a terrible game last night. They were fantastic for 40 minutes. Those 40 minutes cancel out what happened in the first 20 easily. It's a 5 out of 5. It's a DeLorean. Did they win? Yes. Therefore, therefore, it is the best possible outcome that you can possibly ask for. Why is that? Because it takes 16 of those to win the Stanley Cup, and now you've only got to hit 15. Now you're one step closer to the ultimate goal. You're one step closer to a Stanley Cup. And if that's not 5 out of 5, I don't know what is. Um, I'm with you all the way. That's really what the judgment metrics need to be from here on out. Because if I, the biggest process guy in the world, am going to abandon it at this point because all that matters in this moment is wins and losses, then I think everybody else can too. So I'm going 5 out of 5. I'm joining the likes of Rita and Charlie. I'm saying it's a 5 out of 5. I'm saying it's a DeLorean, and Chris Chapman backs me up on it as well. Um, is, Is there anything... Chapman coming out of the two games that that concerns you, though, since we've got the ratings out of the way, is there anything that you need to see up in Winnipeg from the Golden Knights to, to feel like they are turning the corner or have turned the corner from what they were the first game? Yeah, of course. I, I, I want, and, and I know it's hard to do, right, game to game, but I want to see them start the game the way they finished the game last night. I don't know. I, I can't remember. Was it yeah. Keith who, who, who was a little concerned with the starts and... and I agree. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're, you're two games now into the playoffs, and both first periods have been kind of sluggish. Um, you know, however, I will say last night I thought Laurent Brossois was was fantastic in the first period, and and he kept them in the game because I think you know if he doesn't make some of those big saves, they 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 may they may have been down two or three goals. Um, and, and I know Winnipeg. I think I think it was I can't remember was it Brendan Dillon whiffed on, on a shot where where he was staring down an open net. Um, so you know you, you you need a little luck as well, but yeah, I I'd like to see the 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 third play period carry over to period one. Look, the, the the bottom line is the Golden Knights are better than the Winnipeg Jets, at least on paper. Mm-hmm. Now maybe analytics wise, they may not be. These two teams are a lot closer than your traditional one eight matchup. I think Winnipeg is a really good team, but I think the Golden Knights are better. And I think their depth is where they separate themselves from the Winnipeg Jets. I think their depth on the blue line is better, and I think their depth in the bottom six is better. I want to see that 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 start. I want to see them come out of the gate and and just pepper Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. Get him uncomfortable. 
Make him face a lot of shots, right? We, we played the game yesterday. At what point will they have 17 shots? Well, we were pretty damn close to, we were... to the midway point of the game when they had 17 shots. I'm not saying you need 17 shots in the first period, but I'd like to see yeah. something of sustained pressure in the offensive zone mm-hmm. in that first period. Make them uncomfortable. Make Winnipeg. Put them on their heels. That's an area of concern for me. I, I want to see a, a fast start. I want to see this team get out in front and play with a lead. Yeah, I, I think you're I think you're clued in on something and certainly it was uh, it was Keith that kind of brought the starts to our attention. I, I think a quick start's gonna be important, obviously, when you go up for game three tomorrow in Winnipeg, but there are a couple of other areas where I do look at the Golden Knights and what they were able to do in the second and third period and say if they continue to do this, they will win the series. We'll get to that in hour number two. We'll take a break. Tee up hour number two on the VGK Insider Show. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Islanders. Carolina looking to take a 3-0 stranglehold of the series that I think everybody hopes would end as quickly as possible because, frankly, the hockey's been pretty boring. 0-0 after the first period of play, Carolina and the Islanders. Uh, And then you've got Boston and Florida. It feels like it's it's ripe for the picking for the Florida Panthers. No Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci, a late scratch in this game. No, no, not an issue, not a problem. Boston up 1-0 on the Florida Panthers. 12 minutes left in the first period. So we'll keep everybody up to date on the games going today. What we expect out of the action tomorrow. We've got one-timers. We'll hear from Bruce Cassidy. And Chris Chapman and I, we're going to dig into our brackets to see how we're doing four or five days into the playoffs. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. (laughs) 